Back again. It's time for another hour of Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'm your host, Robert. So let's hook first gear and play some good old favorites. That's a good old uh, song, and I'm sure a lot of you guys out there remember the TV show, Route 66. Um, it started, I think, like around 1960. It ran for four seasons. Um, it starred a 1961 Corvette. Co-stars were Martin, Schil- or Martin Milner. Uh, he played the character called, uh, or his name was Todd Stiles, and uh, George Maharis played uh, Buzz Murdoch. And as the story goes, um, Todd Stiles had uh, just graduated from Yale, he uh, went back to visit his dad, and he uh, was a big shipyard or shipbuilder in New York, and then evidently he had uh, passed away. And then the uh, by the time the lawyers and everybody got done with the estate and everything like that, the only thing he was left with was this brand-new, shiny 1961 Corvette. And you couldn't tell in the first series, but evidently it was like a real pretty baby blue or something like that, and he had a little handful of cash. So uh, Buzz Murdoch, his, uh, uh, the other guy that played uh, his uh, partner in the movie or TV show, Rather, decided to uh, make a trek across the country and uh, head to California. So the movie kind of like, or the TV show basically, basically talks about those guys, or shows, depicts those two guys traveling around the United States, you know, little uh, the little ups and downs that they had, stopping little towns, meeting all kinds of people, little odd jobs here and there and various places, and eventually they wound up uh, in the middle of the country and hit Route 66 and then uh, wound up in California. And what's uh, interesting, uh, an interesting note on that is that the show's final episode actually took place in Tampa, and uh, I just found that out today. I was doing a little research on the Internet about that, and uh, the final conclusion was in uh, 1964 where uh, Todd basically meets and falls in love with Barbara Eden of I Dream of Genie fame, and uh, that's who he wound up uh, living happily ever after with. So uh, that's kind of interesting. I thought that would be kind of a, uh, a cool, uh, cool opening song. And um, since it's, uh, we're about 20-some-odd days away from summer, and uh, summer's around the corner here, so I thought that uh, tonight on some of the uh, some of the, the songs that I play would be kind of like uh, surf related. So our first song here that we're going to play is uh, one of my favorites. Actually, the first record I ever owned. I bought it at a Goodwill store for like uh, a quarter, and it was uh, Surf City by Jan and Dean. Yeah. 
Tahini where the surfers all go. There's a big bleached blondie named Surfer Joe. He's got a green surfboard with a woody to match. And when he's riding the freeways, man, is he hard to catch. Surfer Joe, now looking can go. Surfer, surfer, surfer Joe, go man, go. He went down to Huntington Beach one week For the annual surfers convention meet He was hanging five and walking the nose And when the meet was over, the trophy was Joe's Surfer Joe, now look at him Surfer, surfer, surfer Joe Go man, go Surfer Joe joined Uncle Sam's Marines today. They stationed him at Pendleton. Not far away, they cut off his big blonde locks, I'm told. And when he went on maneuvers, Joe caught cold. Surfer Joe, now look at him go. Surfer, surfer, surfer Joe, go man go. Oh, oh, oh. Surfer Joe, ha, 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 ha. Lord Joe! Yeah, that's uh, Safaris, and the song was called Surfer Joe. It also came out in the early 60s. Now, you're probably wondering why I'm playing surf music, too. Last week when I was on the show, we were talking a little bit about um, drag boats and racing boats. And one of the guests that I was trying to get on this evening, and unfortunately he's, he couldn't make it, but I'm going to try to get him on uh, within the next couple of weeks, is uh, Gary King of King Marine down in St. Petersburg. And uh, he was a big-time uh, uh, boat racer, uh, flat SK boats. Or flat bottom, V bottom, SK boats um, back in the day, and like when we're talking about Lake Megory and and then out in the intercoastal and stuff like that. And uh, so I was kind of queuing up these songs for him because he's kind of a surfer kind of guy, you know, and, and boating and stuff like that. And of course, uh, coming from Northern California, we used to go to uh, Santa Cruz, was just south of San Jose all the time. And uh, you know, I remember these songs when I was a kid. So you know, uh, these are uh, very familiar songs to me, and I'm sure to a lot of other people out there as well. Uh, what I want to talk about, too, is um, this evening is a couple of things that I do um, for some of you people that may or may not know me. Um, I used to be around in the salvage yard business back in the uh, 80s and 90s, and I also dealt in uh, vintage car parts and uh, project cars and salvage and so on. And I've done a little vintage racing and done a little drag racing and built plenty of cars and probably taken more cars apart than anything else. So one of the things that I do now on the side uh, and this is for anybody that uh, that could uh, use some of my services, is I will go out and, and you can hire me. I'm available for a fee. As I do pre-purchase inspections, I do appraisals, I do car locating, and I do uh, restoration consulting. So if anybody has a need for any of my skills, they can email me here at projectsgonebad, that's plural, projectsgonebad at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, I'd love to hear from you, and if anybody uh, could use my help, um, I'd be, I'd be uh, more than happy to help you out. Also, uh, we were talking about um, you know, some of the rare cars and motorcycles and bikes and stuff like that. If any of you guys uh, stumble on any of the old garage finds in the area, we'd love to hear about those. Not necessarily that we would go out and chase those cars and hunt them down and try to scarf them up on you, which we wouldn't do that out of professional courtesy. However, we would like to know about the cars, you know, and you're welcome to retain the, the car's location. Um, as a secret, that's fine, but i just like to know about the cars, and I'm sure some of the listeners would also know about those cars. And uh, let's see. Um, we've got uh, another song that I want to do right now, and I'm going to do uh, – here's another oldie, um, Endless Summer. And uh, can we uh, get that one, Lee? Thank you.
Hey there, that was a good old song. Um, that song well, actually was a theme song to a movie, Endless Summer. That came out probably also in the mid-60s. It was another surf music about a couple of guys that were traveling all over the world, as a matter of fact, with their surfboards in search of the best surf. So uh, I have a guest with me tonight. We have Alan with us this evening. Alan. How are you doing tonight here? How you the doing? Studio. Yeah. Hey, you want to tell our listeners why I uh, played that particular uh, song? Yeah, that's from The Saint, for people that know the TV show. Roger Moore drove a Volvo 1800. I got one I've had for 21 years. Previous owner had it for 20 years. Previous owner had it for three years. So it's it's an old one, but they're reliable. They go forever and ever. And, and you're a Volvo guy. Yeah, yeah, they're easy to work on. You know, you don't have to know about cars and make them go. Anyway, yeah, we got, we got. I looked through my old magazine here, and I was looking through some ads. Thirty-four Ford Roadster, stock, some rust, no top, good rubber, seventy-five dollars. You know, so I was going to go buy it, but they told me the guy, his grandparents have already died, and he died. Everyone died, so I can't buy the car. And here's a uh, twenty-nine Ford Roadster. It says fair body, good fenders. I said a 48 Mercury engine in it, which would be a flathead, of course. Juice brakes. Columbia two-speed rear end. $400. Oh, jeez. Okay, yeah. Alan. And then if you want to get into a little something different here. What year is this publication, Alan? This is May 1959, Hot Rod Magazine. Oh, okay, that's when hot rodding was hot rodding. Right. And back then, you could buy a, a sports car body out of fiberglass. This is Victor's Manufacturing Company. They were in North Hollywood, California. I'm sure this isn't a plug because they're long <laughs> gone by now. <laughs> And um, you could buy a coupe, a roadster, dragster, any any wheelbase, 94 inches to 116. It says, send a dollar today for il- illustrated brochure and instruction plans. And your dollar will be applied to the purchase price. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, anyway, um, back then, you could bu- just buy any fiberglass body. They had Devon. They had Ladari and various others. That's when fiberglass was in its infancy at the time, too. And so, now it's a lot better. And I'm sure Robert's got something to say about that because, you know, some people that are... Yeah, you know, what's funny is um, I was going to... It's one of the magazines. I can't remember which one it was in because I didn't mark it like a dope. But at any rate, um, remember the fiber... Was it fiber fab? Yeah, those cars. Yeah. There was a guy... um, Also, for you listeners out there, there was a really great show down in Sarasota. It's used to be Super Bowl Sunday, but they have since moved it to, I think, a week before Super Bowl Sunday. And it's called the Kaiser Devereaux Show. And... Hundreds and hundreds of cars show up at this particular event. It's held every year at the Sarasota Square Mall, except for one year that I know of. And you will have anything from the turn-of-the-century cars to, uh, you know, modern-day, uh, what do they call those things? Lamborghini Murcielagos, which is, oh, it's an Audi. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, an Audi with an a, Audi. It's a Volkswagen. It, don't even, it doesn't have any Webers on it either. It doesn't have any Webers on it. Okay. Right. But at any rate, um, at that particular show, uh, my son and I were stumbling around there. And I ran into this guy that had what appeared to be, looked like a Datsun 240Z. But you remember Fiberfab had a kit car that looked like a Z car. Yeah. Well, at any rate, so I walked over, I looked at the car, and I started snooping around. Stuff like that. It had the vintage SW, or S, yeah, Sturt Warner gauges in it and stuff, and it was four-speed. And had, you know, aluminum slot wheels on it, pretty good-sized tires on the back. And he had the hood open, and under the hood... To my amazement and to my satisfaction, it was a Ford motor underneath there, okay? A little small block 302. And so I started looking at the chassis on the car, and it wasn't your typical, you know, like a lot of those cars that use, you know, Volkswagen chassis, or they might have used some other Right, yeah, uh, some off car. the shelf. Yeah, this guy actually used an Austin Healey, and I know you can appreciate this yeah. being a Healey guy, but he used an Austin Healey BJ8, so that's like a 66, 67 Austin Healey 3000. He used a chassis. So he modified the chassis and put built the car on it, but what was amazing, hardly any modifications to the engine bay and the 302 fit right in there. 302 with headers. This guy has owned this car since 1969 and has drag raced the car continuously. He's from New England. Okay, fortunately, I got his name. I got his number. So he's in my little archives. And uh, so I got with him because he was getting ready to update the car. But he just brought the car out of, uh, let's just call it retirement. So it was a real interesting piece. The other thing that was interesting on the car is it had 67, 68 Cougar taillights on it. You know, a lot of times the guys use like Camaro taillights, right. 67s or 68s, or they might have used, uh, you know, round taillights off of well, the Fiber Fab Jamaican, right? That's what it was. Yeah, right. exactly. It has a Corvette windshield. 
That was a Corvette windshield in it? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. And uh, But this car was like an original race configuration, no fuss, no money, and fired up. He drove it on the trailer. He trailered up to Sarasota. He lives in Sarasota in the summertime, or in the wintertime, and he lives up north in the winter. And um, at any rate, uh, I was really, really imp- impressed with the detail and the originality of it. And from that, I mean, and you're, I know you're a fanatic about that, is, you know, a lot of times when people do... Um, they do uh, modifications on cars. They do engine transplants or something like that. They do, they cobble it. Okay. Right, yeah. And uh, and nothing's more tasteless than a cobbled up kind of car. Now, if you're building an old high run and it's a junkyard special, that's fine. That's one thing. But if you're doing something that's kind of neat and you plan on displaying the car, then two dollars on a good bracket. Exactly. You know. And uh, but uh, this brings brings up uh, one of my customers and a friend of ours, and that would be Sean down at um, Street Productions. And uh, for your information, Sean has a company. It's called Street Production. His phone number is 727-547-9627. He's located in Pinellas Park. Now, Sean does excellent, meticulous show quality work. As a matter of fact, he's a fanatic about it. And, Sean, I hope you're listening tonight. And um, just to give you an idea how good his work is, he does SEMA quality work. So if you've got a car that's been in a SEMA show, and you know the guys that hang out there, Troy, Foos, Coddington right. when he was alive, and people like that. Um, you know, George Bear still roams around there. Winfield's still alive. Gene Winfield, he still hangs out at places like that. Um, you know, that is the show in Las Vegas. It's usually around November, end of November, December, somewhere around in that time. That is the show of shows, okay? I mean, that, that, I was there, oh, early, well, I was a few years back, but I, I can tell you that uh, you can't see it in a day. The buildings, the convention center in Las Vegas, I think you can get aircraft carriers in them. Probably on one on each floor. That's how big these things are. I mean, they're enormous. So, and they're just loaded with anything and everything that's car related. And it could, the, the problem is most of it's new stuff and, and modern stuff. Um, but at any rate, so Sean down at Street Productions, um, again, 727 547 9627. I'm trying to get him some uh, biz down there. Um, does excellent quality work. Now, not only is he a fabricator, okay. But all the plumbing that he does on his cars is just incredible. I mean, it's just very, very, very tidy. And he takes the time. He takes, you know, stainless and he polishes and he uses that for the fuel line. He doesn't use any brass. He just, you know, just all really high quality, high end stuff, aircraft quality materials. Right, something that'll last forever. Exactly. One of the cars that uh, that's around here that uh, shows up at some of the shows, as a matter of fact, it shows up at the DuPont Registry, is the uh, red and white '56 Chevy that he did. I think he put a late model uh, Corvette engine in it, uh, fuel injected and all that stuff. But the way he did it was just absolutely uh, stunning. So that's a sharp car. Sean, keep up the good work and uh, uh, give him a call down there at Street Productions. Speaking of um, fiberglass cars and everything, me and Robert have a mutual friend. Guy goes by the name of Tweedy. Oh, yes, yeah. Tweedy. And Tweedy, back in the 60s and the 50s, he worked for Barris, worked for Shelby, worked for Gene Winfield. Million stories. Anyway, so he designed this car. He worked for, I forget who he was working for at the time, called a Sand Scorpion. I haven't been able to locate any information on it. If anyone can find anything, send Robert an email. Yeah, be sure. Send us an email here at Projects Gone Bad. That's plural. Projects Gone Bad at gmail.com. And remember, you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. This car was done in California, too. Now, what was that? What did it look like? I, don't... I haven't found anything on it at all. He told me all about it, and he has no literature on it. I've looked on the Internet, and I don't know if it's a Scorpion with an S-K or how they spelled it. They might have spelled it different. I've went through Maybe someone out there might remember one or someone that had one or someone's got a picture of them with a little kid standing in front of one. Send Robert a picture on the uh, email. and Yeah, so we can try yeah. to locate this car, at least yeah. so we can get an idea of what it looks like. Right. Also, talking about Tweety a little bit, and uh, Alan and I are real good friends with Tweety. Twe- Tweety, his real name is what, Robert Aldridge? Yeah. Okay. That was a race car driver, too. That was, way. okay. Yeah. Um, his, uh, his background is real interesting. He's about, what is he, about 78 years old now, something I mean, like he's that. He's 10 years younger than Shelby. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. How old Shelby is just... 80-something, yeah. who knows. But, yeah, and he's still kicking. That's a good thing. But yeah. at any rate, um, he was most notably recognized for being the factory team race car painter for Carroll Shelby. So he painted the GT40s, he painted the Shelby race cars, and the, the AC Cobras. All the street cars. All, all yeah. the, and some of the street cars. But all the race cars. No, he, raced, he painted all the street cars. He painted all the street cars? All the street cars. That's why the guards were... The, the original blue. ones. Yeah, all the, all the AC Cobras, yeah. Yeah, all, yeah. all the Cobras. Oh, yeah, yeah, not definitely. the Mustangs, no, the Cobras. the Cobras. Okay, yeah, yeah, I stand corrected there. So yeah. he did all the Cobras, all the race cars. Okay, and Tweety was with them, what, about two years, two and a half years, Carol um, Shelby? 
63, 4, 5, and 6. Something like that. Yeah, about yeah. three years, more or less. And he's real depending good. Depending on his memory. Depending on his memory, yeah. As a matter of fact, we are trying to get him on the show, but because his memory is slightly less than what it used yeah, to be. You got that. And right. yeah. his language yeah. is something we really have to kind of figure out how to overcome. Even we know how to talk on the radio, and we're terrible. Yeah, we're terrible. And, and, and I get a big A-plus for not using any nasty words. So, But at any rate, because I'm... I'm Kind of like junkyard, yeah. I'm junkyard jargon, you know. Years and years ago, Robert's wife said she didn't want to have a kid till he cleaned up his language. That's how bad it was. And my son's 13, so, so for 13 years I haven't used a bad word. But at any rate, so Tweedy, Tweedy, Tweedy is a real cool guy. Um, a little bit of history on him. He worked with uh, what was the guy that did the uh, land speed record car? Um, Craig Breedlove. Craig yeah. Breedlove. Yeah, in fact, Tweedy, Tweedy, Weedy, whatever his name, Tweedy, whatever. He's got a limp. Because he was depaneling the car to paint it when the panels fell on his foot. So he walked funny because of that. That's right. That Spirit yeah. of America car. Spirit that of America it. car, right. right. That was it. Yeah. And then uh, he and he worked on the, uh, for Gene Winfield, he worked on a Star Trek project. The yeah, little, they did the shuttlecraft. The shuttlecraft. Gene Winfield built the shuttlecraft at Star Trek. Yeah. And then uh, he used to work George Barris. Right, yeah, he, he built a few. There was a, the president of AMT Models had a 62 Thunderbird convertible that Tweedy painted. and got, We got a picture of him painting it back at Barris back in 62, whatever. And also, Don Franklin Mint had a, I think it was 5960 Impala convertible. It was red that faded to a yellow or like an orange type. And he, it's in Franklin Mint, but he's the one that originally painted that car. He knew the guy who invented Pearl. He was the second guy to do a Pearl paint job. Wow. Yeah. Was the was the Thunderbird, was that that Metal Flake gold car? Yeah. Yeah, the Metal Flake. Okay. Yeah. That's the one he autographed when we took him to the Shelby meets. Right, right. Yeah, Al and I used to take these excursions around halfway around the country. We'd go to Michigan, Tennessee. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd take him to California with me. And uh, we'd go to the Sh- National Shelby Conventions. And uh, and Tweedy was a gas. I mean, he was a regular there for from 19- from 2001 till about 2007, which uh, was the last time I took him with me before his health got a little, got the best of him a little bit there. Yeah, he slowed down a little bit. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. And, um, that was at the VRI, uh, Virginia International Raceway. But um, let's see. Hey, uh, Lee, are we queued up for a couple more songs? Yeah, we are. And uh, just to let you know, um, I think we've still got uh, uh, this woman named Barbara Eden seem to have called in. She's on the line. You want to Barbara Eden? talk to her? Yeah. That's my dream. I dream right. Jeannie. Oh, yeah. we got to talk to Barbara Eden. Okay. I guess they want to start. All right. Uh, Barb, you there? Hi. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi. How you doing? How are you? Fine. Fine. <laughs> so who is this? Charlie. This is Barbara. Pardon me? Charlie. Charlie? This is yeah. Barbara. Barbara Eden. Barbara Eden. Yeah. Alan and I go back a long time ago because I used to babysit him, and he always wanted to be on the show, but he, he kept like, calling That's it right. I Dream of Weenie. I said, Alan, it's I Dream of Jeannie. Yeah. Yeah, Weenie, come on. <laughs> you know this lady? This is Charlie. Charlie, oh, okay. Yeah. She used to babysit you. Yeah, Charlie, yeah. I have, I have no idea, but Alan's a good guy. Yeah, Charlie, you know, hey, Charlie, go make some bread. <laughs> Listen, Larry Hardman, call me. You guys have a great show, and I hope you guys do the best. Take okay. care. All right, thank you very and much for door, calling. The door, your backside. <laughs> Keep listening. Hey, can you blink yourself on the on the set here? I blink yourself off the line. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for she, calling. She went back into her bottle. I think. Oh, she went back into her bottle. <laughs>
Okay, that was Pipeline by the Venturis. Matter of fact, the Venturis did a whole bunch of cool, groovy uh, surf songs back in the day and songs that were real popular at the drag races and stuff like that. And in the meantime, during the song, I was thumbing through one of these books, and I actually found the Fiber Fab ad. Fiber, Fiber Fab ad, ad, okay? And it says Jamaican. So Alan was correct. I wasn't sure. They actually made a GT, uh, Ford GT replica and, of course, a uh, Doom Buggy replica. Myers so. Manx copy. Myers Manx copy, yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, we're going to do a little thing on him upcoming because uh, he uh, wrote some uh, or did some pretty cool stuff back in his day. I didn't really realize how much racing he was involved in. And um, while I am thumbing through this 1969 car and driver, oh, you know what? That's the wrong book. I need to get this other book out. Can't, my, he- can't hear you. My mistake. Let's see. All right. You can't hear me? Hey, can you hear me now? Hey, isn't that like that TV telephone commercial? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I've got a uh, 1965 July edition car and driver, and there's a reason for this. There's a big reason for this. Since we were talking about Shelby's a few minutes ago. Where's the ad? Yeah. Uh, there was an ad in here that I uh, failed the bookmark, as usual. There, you just had it. I just had it? Yeah. Back up. There, there it is. There okay. Go. Here, i got to read this. Alan, do you read better than I do? Huh. I don't know. Let Can't me try. Any worse, that's let, for sure. let, let me try this. It says GT350. Okay, precise control on a new meaning behind the wheel of a Shelby American of Shelby American's new Mustang GT350. 350. Complete suspension system has been redesigned to comply with computer plotted geometry that allows the GT350 to stick like nothing you've ever driven. Now, yeah, all they did was just What's, relocate what, the upper right arms. Is that, that what it was? It. Yeah. What did they mean by computer plotted geometry? They had two phone lines coming in. Is that That's what it was? Computer, oh, okay. Yeah. That's before the days of bandwidth, I guess. Okay. <laughs> so at any rate, then it says, reflex, quick steering, Coney shocks, Goodyear, 130 mile an hour, blue dots. Let's see. Bias ply tires. Yeah. Bias ply tires. Yeah. Weren't yeah. there blue streaks too or something like that? I can't remember I back know, in the day. Foots or something. Yeah. Hey, okay. Actually, after 10,000 miles, you got Goodyear bald eagles. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it lets you pick your exact line and stick to it. No use mentioning the GT350's 306 horsepower Cobra High Riser 289. I thought High Riser was an intake, you know, but here's, here you led to believe it was a High Riser well, 289. Well, to the engine, so there you go. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Or competition-proven disc brakes. They're like 10 inches or what were they, 11 inches in diameter or something like that back then? You've yeah. actually sampled a few corners at speed. Actually, it says, until you've actually sampled a few corners at speed. The most complex apex closing radius bend becomes the expert driver's challenge of instead of an exercise in frustration. Then, of course, it follows up and says, convince yourself Test drive it today. Suggested list price forty five forty seven. That's four thousand five hundred forty seven for a nineteen sixty five Shelby GT with zero miles. With zero miles, yeah. You know, today what's that car? That car's one hundred and fifty grand for a nice, you know, nice one. Well, that car, someone put it away and brought it out now. Quarter of a million. Oh, more than that. Yeah, yeah. Big bucks, big bucks. Anyway, um, the other thing for all you guys out there, um, Alan and I are both big Shelby fans, and uh, I've been a member of the Shelby American Club. Since 1975, since I bought my first one. And it was a 1969 Shelby GT350 factory four-speed convertible, no air car. Well, it just so happens that I have in my possession February issue of 1969 Car Driver. Okay. Now, our friend Pete Brock, who I've met a few times at some of the races. Brock Brock Gates, excuse me. And Brock Yates is not a big Ford fan. He's Mopar and GM kind of guy. As a matter of fact, I asked him once why that was so, and he just looked at me like, you poor little Ford guy. You'll never know. For me to know and you to find out. Anyway, I kind of take resentment to this little article he wrote in here because he basically describes the 69 Shelby, and here's how it goes. It says, and so we come to the 1969 edition of the Shelby GT350. A garter snake in cobra skin affixed with dozens of nameplates reading Shelby, Shelby American, Cobra, and GT350, as if, us to, as if to consistently reassure the owner that he is driving the real thing and not a recently decorated Mustang, in parentheses puts which it is, uh, the new Shelby is indeed a looker, low and long, covered with the scoops and slots and nasty high-powered curves. It is, truly, it is a truly imposing-looking appearing machine. And I personally can't think of any automobile that makes a statement about performance than the sheet metal fiberglass 
any better than the current edition GT350. A so, sheep in wolf's clothing. Yes, a sheep in wolf's clothing. That's that's just 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 that's terrible. Hey, uh, Lee, how are we doing on that uh, cute little song? Uh, we got little GTO queued up. If you want to hear that, no, I want to hear G- Hey Little Cobra. We got that one yet? Oh yeah, Hey Little Cobra. Of course, that's, that's it. That's what I meant. That's what you meant. Okay, oh, yeah. cool. Hey Little Cobra, don't you know you're gonna shut up Okay, that's uh, a song dear to both my heart and Alan's. If you have a heart, I guess you do still, because <laughs> we're both car guys. Hey, listen, I got a whole stack of magazines up here. Alan, you know what? It's your turn. What do you got for us over there? Okay, well, I'm still back in May 1959 in Hot Rod Magazine. And, um, oh, here we go. Ray Brock is driving a 1959 Corvette. And let me see. He's talking about it. It's got the bias ply tires on it. And uh, oh, it's a fuel car. So um, it says it only produces five more horsepower than the two four-barrel car. And looking here, it doesn't have the specifications on a chart. So we got to go through here. Got to go through the uh, article here. Okay. We'll just go to the rear axle ratios. Okay, you got a 355 rear with a power glide transmission like you really want one in one of those. A power glide? Yeah. Jeez. 370. Is it you can get a both for a stick shift and a automatic. automatic, and then optional ratios you can get are a 411 or 456. Oh, look, that's uh, some drag yeah. gears. Yeah, you, you can also uh, it says a limited differential called limited slip differential called pause attraction is optional. Pause attraction. Yeah, so that's oh. a new word at the time. Okay. And, um, also, it's got it shows a picture of it here. It's, it's basically. Um, it shows them putting gas in it. They say we got to do that about every 160 miles. We got to fill it up. I wonder what size of gas tanks were in those. I think uh, they're only like you know, 16 this, gallons. This, if I remember this article here is rather vague. Is it? It doesn't. Like I say, it doesn't have a specification chart. You got to go through the whole, hey, the whole just, mess to read it. So. Was there an article there on drag boats? Yeah, there is a drag boat here. Let me see if we can find it. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. You know, that's the beauty of looking at these old magazines. And for any of you guys, I don't know where to tell you to go other than occasionally if you want to go to car shows and swap meets and stuff like that. As a matter of fact, this weekend, this is uh, Sunday would be the 6th, I believe, at Sumter County, which is Webster. Okay. This is the last car show swap meet of the year before September. Okay. Of the year, you know, of the summer, I should say, because it gets a little warm and people just don't want to get hot and sweaty. So. They don't go to. The, they don't have very many uh, events over the weekend. And then also Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Sebring is the SCCA race down in Sebring this weekend. Okay, and also at that particular race they're going to have vintage cars. Okay, so the vintage racing um, uh, class will be there. And uh, so if anybody can make it down to Sebring this weekend for the vintage races down there as well as the regular SCCA races, um, be sure and do that. Hey, we got a drag boat here. Since we're on talking about subject, or our subject is about summer and boats and wow. 
You know, I was talking to some of the guys about the boats back in the day, and I know our 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 uh, our, our emailer last week said he had a Howard. Well, Racing, which is also built in California. Um, built some pretty bad boats back in the day. And the drag boats, the actual drag boats that went in a straight line, from what I understand, those boats were usually around 18 feet and flat bottom. The boats that ran generally uh, um, circle track or like the circle courses and then the endurance course, those were a slight V. I think they were like, you know, I don't know, 6 degree, 12 degree or something like that. I'm, I really don't know that much about them. Um, but hopefully our guests that will be coming in in a couple of weeks, Gary King, will be able to shed some light on that. At any rate... Um, Let's see. That is a really cool boat. SK, here's, I, I, I really wish I had, I could, uh, we're working on a website, on a web page. When we get this website up and running, then what we're going to do is we're going to have some pictures posted up there, and then you guys can look at some of this old stuff, because if you don't have access to the stuff, um, you know, we'll, we'll put some stuff up there for you guys to look up. And, of course, there's always the Internet. You can always research it yourselves. But it's just kind of neat having the old actual magazines. And um, so at any rate, uh, what do we got queued up next here, uh, Lee? Got something cool? Good old uh, Dead Man's Curve. Oh, yeah. You know, that's the, the, the song about the Corvette that just uh, mm-hmm. couldn't do it. That's uh, Cobra's arch rival. So, you know, if we're going to have Hey Little Cobra, we got to have Dead Man's Curve. So here we go. forget that horrible sight I guess I found out for myself that everyone was right There, there you have it. That was Dead Man's Curve. Hey, Alan, what do you got for us next? Okay, well, what we got here is a car and driver from March of 1965. On the cover, you got a 421 Super Duty Pontiac Catalina Type 2 Plus 2 and a Ferrari 330 GT. Oh, that's two. the infamous Ferrari versus Pontiac uh, road test comparison, isn't right, it? Right, yeah. So and tell us how accurate that was. Well, I used to have one of those Ferraris a long time ago. and Which we, model was it? It was a 330 GT 2 Plus 2, okay. but it was an interim model, which had a 5-speed instead of a 4-speed overdrive, and it had the massive cylinder mounted on the firewall instead of underneath your feet, like a 57 Chevy or whoever. You know, like an, an old older, Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but still, the Ferrari still had kingpins in the front end. Didn't oh, have that's my, my truck has kingpins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the Ferrari had worming geared rack and pinion. My bug mm-hmm. eye uh, rack and pinion is much older. They, so they take these cars out to... Um, track and compared the two and the ferrari is about a half second faster around the track but it said the ferrari is much more refined no tire squealing nothing and the pontiac they had to keep on going underneath the hood and screw around with it it had 
kept on throwing the fan belt off so the water pump would quit working and get hot and so they're kind of over revving it a little bit yeah, trying to be competitive it. yeah but this is the one that set the standard for 10 years it held the record zero to 60 3.9 seconds because of the gear ratio and the rpms and everything you put it in first gear you shift in the second as soon as you hit 60 miles an hour so there's no shift lag between first and second so that's why you got this is 3.9 and not until 76 the turbo carrera the porsche the 930 yeah um beat it i think it was 3.6 seconds was it you're the Porsche guy. You know how that well, works. Well, yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. But you know what? It's funny because now you look at the – that's why I question how accurate that thing was because yeah. you look at the cars that are on the market today and how many of the – I mean, the, the the Lamborghinis, the Porsches, the Bugattis, the Audis, you know, how many of those cars are just under four seconds with all the state of the technology that they have in these cars today versus that was just raw horsepower, gearing, carburation. Well, they had a fifth wheel they stuck on the side of the car. Or they even used the earlier ones. They looked at the speedometer and had a stopwatch. Well, yeah. anyway, on a side yeah. note to that Pontiac Catalina, uh, our friend uh, Mike Flynn from uh, Hollywood Auctions, who called in last week, who uh, enjoys our show every once in a while. Mike, I hope you're listening. He actually has a 1965 Pontiac Catalina with a four was it th- no 421 HO motor. Okay, tri power HO. Now HO had different cast iron exhaust manifolds on it. You know, not the little regular tiny little things, but just had the high performance exhaust manifolds on it. Factory four speed car. Now he afforded me the opportunity to drive that car. It just so happens it was a white car, black interior. Beautiful car, nice driving car, rode like a limousine going down the road, but unfortunately it wasn't geared that short that it could uh, keep up with this Pontiac that they used in this test uh, in this uh, test uh, article here that they used against the Ferrari. Now, I-, I know a little bit about Ferraris only because I've driven a few of them over the years, and I know you had that one, and your friend had one, yeah. and, uh, and that's a very stunning-looking car. There's no question about yeah. that, but, but I think... In terms of refinement, you know, the Italians, uh, the European cars are just, they're road cars. Yeah. American cars, they lack handling. I mean, they, yeah. they lack brakes and handling. I mean, they go straight really, right. really, really well, fast. The, the Pontiac, too, was real quick because it was repaired by Ace Wilson at um, Royal Pontiac in mm-hmm. Royal Oak, Michigan, just like the 13.1-second GTO they had in Car and Driver, too. So I'm sure the car is extremely cheated. Yep. Yeah. Hey, what's this next song we got queued up here real quick? Well, we got a little GTO. Uh, Speaking of GTOs. Well, since we're talking to Pontiacs, let's go for it. Little GTO, you really look at Three deuces and a four-speed and a 389. Listen to her tacking up now. Listen to her whine. Come on and turn it on. Wind it up low and out. See her on a road course or a quarter mile. This little modified Python has got plenty of style. She needs the gases and the rail jobs. Really drive them wide. Come on and turn it on, wind it up, blow it out, GTO. Okay, well, you know what? Our time is just about up again. And uh, I'd like to say thanks to a couple guys. Um, Pete at Magnolia Valley uh, Golf Club. Um, give him a call, 461-9596, if you guys need to whack some golf balls. And you don't mind driving to Newport Ritchie. And it's a beautiful course. It's a, They have a par nine co- or a nine-hole course up there, executive course. And they've also got an 18-hole uh, golf course up there. So give Pete a call up there at the 461-9596. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. If you like the show, tune in next week. Tell your friends. We'll be here next Wednesday between uh, 7 and 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, AM 1340. Thanks for listening. Keep it safe. Good night. You know the day destroys the night. Night divides the day. Try to run, try to hide. Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side, yeah. We chased our pleasures here.
dug our treasures there. 